Good morning, and welcome to NFTs Live. I'm your host, Tyler D. It is Monday, November 8th, a sunny and surprisingly warm fall day in Chicago. We moved the clocks back this weekend, falling back. The NFT markets fell back a bit as well. We'll cover that in full on today's show. We've got a lot to cover. Today, we're going to hit the following. We're starting with some top news. We're going to hit some macro NFT analysis from Charlie Chichang. Dozens of NFT headlines in the past week, and we're going to talk the ENS token airdrop scheduled for this evening. Then we're going to talk some new joiners on the trending board in our market update. In one of ones, we're going to hit Kath Simard in her big weekend. Then we're going to hit blue chip PFPs and art blocks, highlighting the anticipated curated drop edifice coming out in about an hour here. And then we're going to end with a segment on a tool called NFT Fi, which is an NFT lending platform. So a lot to cover today. Let's go ahead and jump in and start with our top news. So I'm going to start by showing this thread from Charlie Chichang. He has been posting NFT-related content on Twitter uh, for the past few months or so. He has his own blue chip floor and, and trending board that he shows and he does a lot of macro analysis and he's been posting some good content so i thought i'd highlight a thread here from this past weekend uh, for some of our listeners who may not be familiar with this content so i'll go through the, the thread a little bit here he's saying do we see a reversal and this first chart that we're showing is the open daily transaction count so as we can see um, august is not pictured august was of course very high we saw in the September 1st, some peaks in transaction counts, very high in, in early October and since coming down quite a bit. And you can see the, the three different trailing views there on the, on the line chart. It was, and he's saying, did we see potentially a bottom? And as we scroll down, he gets into more analysis on the micro level, why is this happening, right? And he's attributing it to a temporary dip in ETH gas prices. So the second chart that we're showing is the median gas price here uh, across the past few months. When it was peak NFT season, we can see how low it was back in early August, and then how the gas prices have been steadily rising over the past three months. They were really high at the end of October, early November. And as we can see, they actually dipped quite a bit this weekend, which is he's uh, attributing some of the, the increase in transactions to. And then he goes on to take a step back and then say at a macro level, doesn't really feel like this micro pump is indicative of a sentiment shift. It's too early to tell. And then he highlights the overall ETH volume trade, which we can see here in this third chart, the ETH volume trade on OpenSea down quite a bit from the, the peak we saw there in August. Um, but it does appear to be, you know, maybe somewhat accumulating in this downtrend. And then the, the last piece that he shows in an interesting chart is a view of new daily users registered on OpenSea. Um, so we can see we've really got the, the full timeline view on this chart. Incredibly low. Then we see the peak in Q1 of this year around March and April. It, it dips back and then just a huge spike. August into September and the number of new daily register, uh, users registered on OpenSea. And then the, this volume has been trending down fairly steadily here over the last few weeks. Um, 
Charlie then goes on to say essentially that if the daily user count goes ahead and breaks through this arrow trending down, transactions go up and ETH volume increases, he'll call the bottom, but he's not quite ready to call the bottom yet. Um, so an interesting thread, some nice visuals there backing up the analysis. Um, you know, my take, and I think the consensus in the market right now is that, you know, NFTs are underperforming when ETH is either going up or going down fairly steadily or, or rapidly. And NFTs are outperforming when ETH is steady and stable. So the view right now is we're probably going to continue in this negative trend in NFTs until ETH hits its next stabilization point. And then at that point, uh, we'll see some NFT performance start to go up. Go ahead and check out Charlie Chichang, Chichang NFT on Twitter if you are unfamiliar with him. Second story, let's talk on a more positive note, all of the NFT and Web3 headlines from the past week. So coming out of NFT NYC, a lot of folks recovering. Loopify, another really strong NFT-related account on Twitter, published this laundry list of NFT-related headlines from the weekend. So I counted over 21 uh, in total bullet points on this list. I'm not going to go through all of them. I'm going to read off a, a few of the, the headlines here. So SoftBank leads a $93 million investment in Sandbox, you know, a, a metaverse play. Let's see. We've got metaverse investing all over the board. We see P2E. NFT and blockchain games, Microsoft planning future metaverse apps for Xbox gaming, Nike intends to create and sell NFT branded sneakers in apparel, Shamath, a leading investor, leading investments in Solana startups. Let's see, going through the rest of the sport, EA Sports CEO calls NFT and blockchain games the future of our industry. And then we've got Quentin Tarantino auctioning uncut scenes from Pulp Fiction on Secret. Um, so just so many headlines in so many different sectors. A few takeaways from my perspective. One, I think the world is taking notice. NFTs, Metaverse is now on everyone's radar. Folks have been planning. I think we're getting past the planning phase and now into the execution and starting to launch phase for some of these companies. The big players are moving in. Right, we see Microsoft and EA Sports in gaming. We've known for a while that gaming is one of the biggest, if not the biggest, use cases for the blockchain and NFTs and that technology. Um, this is, of course, really good news for the space overall. It's likely bad news for the smaller players. So, with some of those early NFT game related projects, those likely are not going to be able to compete with the, the money and the backing of the established firms like Microsoft and EA Sports. So certainly be on the, the lookout for that. And then I think the other piece is we haven't even seen the cool stuff yet. Like everyone talks about how, how early we are. And of course we're early, but a byproduct of what that means is there are NFT applications and products that we haven't even fathomed yet that are absolutely coming down the pipeline. And we're just starting to, to get glimpses of that. So Overall, Charlie's analysis, short-term bearish, right? And that's probably the right sentiment in the market right now. But I encourage everyone to step back, look at these headlines, look at the big players coming in, and long-term, the, the future is as bullish as ever. Third top news story, it's 
DNS, the token drop is scheduled for this evening, 7 p.m. Eastern. It is one of the more heavily anticipated token drops um, of the year, at least that since I've really been a part of this space. We've seen a lot of speculation about what the, the market cap is going to be for this token, and I think folks may be surprised. Um, so at a $1 billion market cap with the, the tokenomics at play for ENS, we'd be sitting around at a $40 ENS token price, upwards of a $7.5 billion market cap on the high end of some of the speculation we've seen. The token would sit at about $300 a token. $7.5 billion seems high, of course, in a vacuum, but thinking about GoDaddy, an established Web2 side of similar functionality, sitting at a $15 billion market cap right now. So a lot of folks think double-digit billion valuations could be in the future for ENS. A lot of the folks that I'm talking to typically sell their airdrops. As soon as they get them, take the income, move on, bank it. This is one that a lot of folks are planning to hold at least for the near future to see how the valuations come out. Um, another piece I want to highlight, if we scroll through the thread a little bit, is they, they show the breakdown of the tokens. Um, so as I understand, there's going to be 100 million tokens overall, 25% airdrop to the .eth holders. So those who acted early and bought the .eth domains, they are being rewarded for that early action. 25% to ENS contributors. So the individuals, the folks in the Discord who have been active and contributing to that project are being rewarded for that. And then 50% to the Dow Treasury. So I wanted to highlight this and just show this is you know, a hallmark example of Web3 tokenomics of how DAOs are being structured, how early adopters are being rewarded. Um, and for those who, you know, are on the fence about NFTs, don't understand all the benefits. This is just an awesome benefit that we've started to see more and more of uh, the re rewarding early holders in the space simply by buying and registering a .eth ENS domain. Uh, all of us are now receiving an airdrop that could be valued in the thousands to ten thousands of dollars, depending on the valuation. So there's going to be a lot of eyes on this one this evening, and we'll certainly look to report later this week on where that market cap is sitting. All right, well, that takes us through our top news for today. Let's go ahead and get into our market update segment. So we're going to switch it up a little bit today. Uh, we've been showing the IC three-day board for our market updates for most of the past month. Um, we still love our friends at IC, but I also want our listeners to know that there are plenty of other tools out there that have their own value and, and perks of using them. So what I'm going to show today is Lucky Trader. Um, for those who aren't aware, founded from two of the biggest players in the daily fantasy sports industry, CSU Ram and Jonathan Bales. They're the founders of this site. Uh, the site has everything from project rarity rankings to NFT content, to upcoming schedule drops, as well as the trending project rankings board. So that's what we're looking at here. A few aspects of their board that I like. One, you see the products, you can also see the supply. So the number minted and what that mint price was, that's a nice data point to have at your fingertips. Um, you can see also the supply that's listed for sale here on the right. So that buy now volume, 
and then the buy now within 10% of the floor. So the reason that metric is so important is essentially gives you insight into how thin the floor is. So let's take a look at a couple examples. Board Ape Yacht Club, 33 floor, there's 27 listings within 10%. So that's a relatively thickish floor. Um, but if we look at, let's say, cryptos down the board, 4.1 ETH floor, there's only six listed within 10% of the floor. So a single whale comes in, picks up six, the floor is up 10%. Uh, that just gives you a sense of, you know, what buying action will move the needle in these projects. So that's really nice metrics to have at your fingertips. Let's go ahead and get into it. Um, topping the board, CryptoPunks and Board Ape Yacht Club. Um, IC actually doesn't even include those on their list. I think those are pretty much the standard top of the board players. We'll cover them in our blue chip PFP segment in a little bit. But scrolling down, parallel, you know, not a surprise. They continue to be topping the board. 3,500 ETH traded since their pack drop last Saturday. Certainly top of mind. Mutant Yacht Club, I think they might be the, the headline here um, or the, the biggest winner of the past week or so. Um, so a, a lot going on. There's several of the key ape holders and influencers are heavily touting mutant apes right now, saying they're undervalued. I think there's a lot of hype coming out of ApeFest, and mutant apes are the low-cost entry price into that community and that ecosystem. That community is as strong as ever coming out of NFT NYC. So I think a lot of folks have their eyes on that. And the floor has responded. It's up 20% um, on, the, on the three day. I think I saw it get as low as 3.6. It's sitting at 4.2 here in almost 10,000 unique owners on a 20,000 supply. So <sighs> some really strong metrics there for the mutant apes. Going down the board, there's several other ape related projects. Not a huge surprise. We're not gonna get into all of them. Fat Ape Club here at over 2,000 ETH traded. Um, I, I want to say the Desperate Ape Wives. So yeah, they're, they're on the board here as well. Um, I want to talk about a few new joiners to the list. So Cosmic Labs has joined the board, having minted just a few days ago, over 1,800 ETH traded. I'm going to go ahead and go to their website page here, see what is Cosmic Labs. Cosmic Labs is an NFT brand building a series of NFT collections that will live in the metaverse each collection will experience a halving in supply, meaning they will be more rare as they release. Each cosmic NFT will produce cosmic tokens every day earned by staking. So essentially, it's a staking-related project with the deflationary economics behind it. You can see it's the pixelated ducks. Um, they've minted out, and they've been doing pretty well and seeing some high volume. And essentially, at this point, any project that sells out has my attention in this marketplace. So certainly one to watch, especially for those who are interested in those staking dynamics. Back to the board, a few other highlights. So Neo Tokyo has ties to Alex Becker, big from crypto Twitter. The floor has exploded on this project in the last week and a half. It was sitting around 10, 11. It is 21 ETH floor here uh, for the original set of Neo Tokyo identities. I was looking at the NFTs. They're essentially a series of code. Very interesting product. I don't know it inside and out. Um, I may have to dive in here this week so I can report more on this one. But one of the higher floors out there for PFP type projects. Then we've got Divine Anarchy, another new joiner from the past weekend. 
They minted out over 1,400 ETH volume sitting at a 0.3 floor. Um, if you go to their page, it's essentially a community-owned game type project. Uh, if you look at the characters, they look a lot like there's, there's similar on one force type vibes. There is a lot of game theory that goes into it. I'm not going to go through all of the details here, but essentially there are different tribes. You go, you come together in these councils, these tribunals to do different votes. Um, and you can essentially determine outcomes or decisions that will, that will impact the game and this specific universe. Um, there's three verdicts spanning different time periods. Then essentially at the end of this, there will be rewards uh, for the, the, the positive behavior. So an interesting one and certainly one to watch here in that gaming sphere of NFT drops. All right. Uh, well, that takes us through the market update. Let's go ahead and get into some of our other rotating segments. Let's move into one of ones here. I'm going to start with Kath Simard, one of the marquee NFT photo artists out there. Um, I'd say behind Justin Aversano and Drift Shoots, Kath is probably third on the board uh, with respect to notoriety and price of her pieces. She had a big weekend here, two of her pieces being moved off the board by Sean8149. He bought this piece, Diamonds in the Sky, for 19.6 Ethereum, and then went on to buy the Infinity Mantra piece for 29.6. Over six-figure price there. Certainly beautiful pieces. You can get a sense here looking through the page. Uh, of the the types of photo art that Kath generates. Certainly stunning pieces uh, by all measures. I was looking at the available pieces on Super Rare. There's not much left. I believe there's one piece listed right now. Yes, Life Path 9 is listed for 37 ETH. It's the only piece even available for purchase right now. Certainly some Diamond Hand collectors uh, in her set. So if you want to acquire a Kath Simard piece, um, it could be could be a, a bit difficult. Some other one of one news. So Starry Night by VVD, they remain active. They acquired this piece, Starry Night over Sausalito uh, from Riven Ribbon. That has the artist's name on Super Rare. It goes by Grant Yoon on Twitter. I'm a big fan of Riven's work. Um, his tagline is digitally reimagining regionalism and realism. You'll see, you know, the, the similar kind of vibe in, in all of his pieces. Um, he's got some really big name collectors as owners in his set. And another reason I like it is there's some very approachable price points. So his new drops have been releasing at around four and five Ethereum reserve price. Um, and you can buy on secondary from anywhere from five to eight or so. Uh, I think we'll start to see double-digit sales for arriving here in the near future. But really cool piece. And, of course, anything with Starry Night in the title is going to be attractive to Starry Night Cap. Some other news in one-of-ones. WLOP stays hot, sells the makeup piece for 50 Ethereum. Their price points continue going up. Crypto Boy by the Line Sensor sold to uh, Barat for 80 Always pay attention when Barat is making buys. And then this piece called Origin 
by Ruben W. Uh, Wu sold to Rudy for 20 ETH. Rounding out what I'll call a slower weekend in one of one world. Let's go ahead and move into blue chip PFPs. So I'm going to start by taking a look at the punk board. Of course, it always starts and ends with crypto punks when you talk about blue chip PFPs. Um, I'd say you know it was a fairly active weekend in punk world. We saw about 35 sales or so in the past three days. Uh, majority at floor, but we saw some decently higher end sales. So we saw two 3Ds here, one for 140, one for 200. The 200, I believe, was the high, the high sale over the weekend at $940,000. Um, the purple hairs were fairly popular this weekend with three of those moving. I think we saw another female go for 199. Yes, here we are. Um, very simple basic there selling for 199 just a day ago um, and this sunglasses redheaded for 175 some of the other highlights here but the floor has dipped in the punk market which is a good transition to our wgmi.io our primary floor site that, that we leverage on this show just to quickly see the floors and the seven day changes for the for the marquee projects so if we look at crypto punks they're no longer the top PFP on the board, having dipped below CyberKongs. So CyberKongs are sitting at 85 ETH floor. Punks slightly below it, down in the low 80s now. Um, they were holding steady, really, for most of the past few weeks, where some of the other collections were being hit hard and dropping 10 to 20% week over week. The punks were holding steady, but we've seen some capitulation finally as ETH increases that floor now in the low 80s. I've seen speculation that will go into the low 60s. Certainly interested to watch how far the, the punk market will drop as it is certainly an indicator of market sentiment. Scrolling through the rest of the board, board apes holding fairly steady on the week here, um, sitting at a 33-84, down just 4% on the week. We'll, we'll call that a win in this market. 5,000 ETH traded on the seven days. So clearly there is some strong interest in this market still. Um, continuing to go through here, Cool Cats holding steady similarly down about 3.5% on the week at 6.45 floor. And then we'll go to the Cryptodes. They're showing up 7.8% at a 4.29 floor here on the board. Um, you know, that's kind of a mixed bag. They got into the low threes. They, they shot back up to five before we did the show on Friday and have since retraced about 15%. So they're up and down, certainly, but uh, any type of whale action, we've seen the what it could do to that market. And earlier on uh, Lucky Trader's site, we showed how thin that floor is. So nothing to be worried about long-term with the cryptos. It's still one of my most bullish plays on the board, but for the short-term, we very well may be in for some pain. Let's go ahead and transition into art blocks. A lot to talk about in art blocks. Let's start with the floor prices and then we'll get into some upcoming projects and kind of stay in the market. I think the big headline here in art blocks world is Fidenzas have dropped under 100 ETH floor. They were sitting at 135 a week ago. They are now down at 96 a 28% drop in the floor for Fidenza. Um, certainly a notable one. Having reached a 200 ETH floor 
at peak. Going down the list, ringers have actually been holding steady around 68. Elevated deconstructions, third on the board there at 50. They're down similar number, about 28% down from around 70 a week ago. Um, archetypes actually holding fairly steady now up in the upper teens. Similar story with subscapes actually showing minor greed here on the week. And then it, it continues to get into red as we look at unigrids, meridians, and, and so on down the board. Um, it's interesting looking at the Art Blocks open projects page. I'm counting 17 open projects right now, mostly factory, a couple playgrounds in there as well. Um, so certainly a reset on the absolute peak mania that we saw back in August. Certainly healthy for the market, but I think a lot, there's a lot of wonder when, when slash if Art Blocks is going to respond to or uh, come back to what we've seen. Is the abundance of supply going to be an issue? You know, certainly the Artblocks team has said they don't really care about market price of the collections. They are there to be a platform for generative artists to create their work. They stand pat by that as they should. Um, the market isn't ready or ha has enough ETH right now, enough buyers to support all these new products. And we're certainly seeing that um, as the, the list of open products continues to expand. Today's curated drop will be a huge test on this current market. So let's take a look at that current market a bit here. Um, I'm gonna show this tweet from Deca Art that Ben Kovac, the artist behind the Edifice project, which is kicking off here in just 34 minutes. So 12 central, this one's going live. The first curated project that we've had in several weeks, I wanna say five weeks perhaps, um, kicking off season five, we've got a few of the test mints here showing on the page. Some folks have tied it back to Fidenza-like vibes. Um, you know, certainly you can see that a bit here in some of these mints. If we took take a look at the project page here on the Artblock site, Project 204, we see the supply is 976. It is a Dutch auction. It's starting at 10 ETH. It's going to be relatively quick. It's reducing every five minutes. We see the tiers here, 10, 7, 5, 3.5, 2.4, and then all the way down to a resting price of 0.1. Um, I was kind of combing the discords this morning looking for general sentiment on the mint out price. I didn't really see a whole lot of chatter, to be honest. I'm probably going to set my over-under for mint mint out price at 2.4, just given the fact that this is curated. Folks have probably been saving up for this one. It's been a while, but if I had to bet on that over-under line, I'm probably going to take the under. I could absolutely see this getting into the ones. I would be pretty surprised though, if it gets past 1.2 and into the single digits, but there are multiple curated products that you can buy for less than one ETH right now. The overall floor on the curated set is 0.53 as of last night, mostly crypto blots, but I counted at least four unique projects sitting underneath that one floor. So we'll see if this curated drop can rebound the market, so to speak. There will be a lot of eyes on this one. That takes us through our segments. I'm going to end today by highlighting a tool that folks may or may not know is out there. It's called NFT-Fi. Um, 
Their tagline essentially is a simple marketplace, a simple marketplace for NFT collateralized loans. So the way this works is anyone who has NFTs that essentially are whitelisted, which typically are blue chip NFTs, you can essentially stake those for loans. Um, the loan time periods are anywhere from seven days to 14 to 30 days to 90 days, 90 days on the high end. Um, typically loan to value ratios that I've seen and experienced are typically between 50% to 80% loan to value. I'd say 50% is pretty much the standard there. Interest rates vary quite a bit. Uh, based on the type of entity and the, the lender's risk appetite. I've certainly have acquired loans that really I might get two or three ETH payback 3.03. So I only have to pay back essentially, you know, 1%. The APY looks different, of course, based on how short the time period is. Um, but you can essentially get loans for the cost of gas. Certainly I've seen loans with much higher fees tagged on to them. Overall, I, I, I would say that this tool is better for NFT owners, the receivers of loans, than it is for lenders. Certainly more risk on the lender side. This tool is, is probably more suited for folks who have a larger blue chip portfolios with multiple blue chip NFTs. Um, certainly in this marketplace, you don't want to be lending out your, your, only, your only blue chip that you're gonna to have to pay a loan back in 14 or 30 days on. Um, but from a lender perspective, you know, you, you set a loan at 50% loan to value. We've seen some collections drop 50 to 80% in 30 days. So you could very well be underwater on the loan. What happens if the borrower doesn't pay the loan back? The lender then gets the NFT, they become the owner. So they'll always have that collateral. Um, and then certainly on the borrower side, if you default, much less likely that lenders will continue to work with you. Um, so certainly an interesting tool to look out for. Um, I know personally, for me, early on in my NFT trading days, some of the biggest mistakes I made was selling too soon, but that was my only way of getting capital. So for those who have more mature portfolios, this is certainly a way to get short-term capital needs without selling, but of course, a lot of risk at play in this. So be careful, uh, do your own research. I do want to highlight quickly one of the marquee loans that we've seen, a pinned tweet from NFT5's Twitter page. This autoglyph was lit out, a $1.42 million loan um, payback here. I want to say it was a $1.4 million loan. I think they paid back about 20000 The loan was done in DAI. Autoglyphs, of course, one of the, the marquee blue chip NFTs out there. So there are some sizable loans already. Uh, I don't really have a whole lot of macro data in, on users and loan values. I'll look to try to track that down and I'll report back later on. But check this one out if users are unaware. It's certainly a useful tool to have in the portfolio. That's it. That takes us through our segments. A quicker show for today. Um, certainly, we are going to be working on lining up more interviews for the show. Those are always fun. We'll probably try to target Fridays for interviews, Mondays for more of the quicker show, just hitting our segments and market update. To our listeners, as always, thanks for tuning in, and we will catch you this Friday at 11 a.m. Central. Till then, stay safe in those NFT streets. Goodbye. <laughs>